Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax, the day after the storm, as we look at the farm chores this morning here on Wax, we'll talk about the weather and we'll see what's ahead. (laughs) Not good, not good for this time of the year. But we'll talk about it anyway, so we got a lot of things to talk about. As that storm did go through, as promised by our meteorologist Mike Dandrea yesterday, we did get wet, we did get hail, uh, we got a lot of stuff. As we look at the farm chores, Bob and Jill with you here at the shank of the day, and you were out doing chores, you got a little wet last night feeding cows, huh? I did get a little wet. I actually did start before it started to rain. I was admiring the lightning bolts going across the sky, and all of a sudden I got pelted on. Yeah, we got rain, we had hail, and uh, out in Iowa they had tornadoes, and uh, they're still getting snow away out west in Dakotas, western Minnesota, from the reports that uh, we saw this morning, so it was nasty, kind of ironic. I don't know how much rain we got, but a pretty good chunk, and I'm not sure if this will change now. Just yesterday morning, I got an email, I think a lot of people did, very high fire danger across Wisconsin, mainly across the western Wisconsin, starting all the way down in southwest Green Lafayette and uh, Grant County, all the way up along the river to St. Croix, Dunn, Chippewa, Claire, Pierce, Pepin, Buffalo, and uh, counties on the western side of the state. I would think uh, that might change, but again, very high fire danger across Wisconsin, and we saw that fire yesterday out in the town of Wheaton, and uh, we'll go check some of that damage out later on today, but again, we did have a guy burning burning brush, and uh, the wind got a hold of it and got to his old barn and took down that barn, and uh, not a good thing. Also, avian influenza got this as well. The uh, Wisconsin Poultry Show season and ex- exhibition suspended due to the avian influenza in an effort to prevent the spread of highly pathogenic bird flu, we'll call it. The Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection is suspending all poultry shows, exhibitions, and swap meets statewide 
through May 31st. So again, if you've got poultry shows you plan to go to before the end of the month of May, you're not going to go because they're not going to happen. Other things going on around the area, the Brewers won a ball game last night out in Baltimore, so that was good to see. And we'll get into the playoffs for the Bucks coming up a little bit later on. President Biden was in Iowa yesterday. I don't know if he got caught up in any storms or not out there west of Des Moines where he was. But uh, lots to talk about this morning here on Wax. So uh, we're going to get at it, give you a little update on what's going on weather-wise, because it's still not very good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our weather this morning... Skywarn 13 Weather on Wax, brought to you by Markwart Motors, the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out. Take a drive through the lots, or you can check them out at markwartmotors.com. Well, it'll get to the mid-50s today, but it won't stay there very long because we've got winds out there, and they're coming from all kinds of directions, as the morning temperatures will tell you. But it could be uh, rain. Could be maybe some folks see a few more flurries. One of those periods of weather where Mother Nature doesn't really know where she's going. So we'll get to the mid-50s today, but again, not very long. We'll probably get into the upper 20s overnight, so it'll be cold tomorrow. High only about 40, partly sunny and windy. Tomorrow night, down to 26. And then Friday, only 38, 39 on Saturday, 44 on Sunday, 42 on Monday. That's cooled it off. We were supposed to be in the low 50s on Saturday and Sunday. But uh, that's really changed. Saturday high only about thirty nine. How changeable? How changeable is it? Well, Toma's Toma is right now at fifty five because they're getting some winds uh, out of the south southwest. Medford forty two, Rice Lake forty six. Here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now, we've got forty six degrees, warming up a little bit, but uh, won't stay there long before it starts to turn around. As we get 40, 38, 39, those aren't the highs we want to hear when we're getting into Easter weekend. Yeah, Sunday, Easter Sunday, only 44. News of the morning. How How far are you willing to go to get a used car you want? Andy Asher has the story. The Lexington, Kentucky-based Quantrill Subaru commissioned a survey of almost 2,700 buyers across the country to find out just how far they'd be prepared to travel to buy a used car. Turns out Californians are willing to drive the equivalent of a trip to Boise, Idaho. Why? Well, the finger of blame is largely directed at a severe shortage of computer chips. As automakers cut down on production due to a lack of chips, prices soared for used cars. Things are looking grim for Florida citrus farmers. The U.S. Department of Agriculture estimates more than 38 million 90-pound boxes of oranges will be harvested this year. That's 7%, or 3 million boxes lower than the previous forecast last month. In October, the USDA predicted Florida would produce 47 million boxes of oranges. If the forecast holds true, Florida's citrus production would be at its lowest level since World War II. Lululemon is expanding its resale program. It allows customers to trade in gently used brand name clothing items for an e-gift card as part of the Lululemon Like New program. The initiative was launched last year in two states. It's now being expanded to the Athleisure Company's 394 U.S. stores and online. All donated items will be cleaned and evaluated before being approved for resale. 
A diary from 1938 is back with its original owner's family after being separated from them for over two decades. Brian Shook reports. Lisa Kuhlbau told WNEP her grandson found the diary after it had been thrown away during a Pennsylvania house cleaning over 20 years ago. She recently decided to track down the owner's family, and with the help of Facebook, she did. I'm Trey Thomas. And that Florida story on the citrus and the oranges, if you've been down there, you know that uh, maybe it's weather, but uh, citrus greening, if you haven't heard of that, that's been a challenge for those Florida citrus producers for a long time. This disease of citrus greening coming in, they don't know what it is. They don't know how to eradicate it. They've tried a lot of things, but so far haven't been very successful. So citrus greening in Florida is a real concern, and they're afraid it might completely eventually wipe out the citrus industry in Florida. So that's a very real issue as far as the U.S. grown citrus products in Florida. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, our weather not going to get much better after the storms rolled through here last night. We're going to have uh, some more situations of, uh, of rain, windy conditions, highs today. We'll go up, we're in the mid-40s right now, we'll go up a few degrees into the 50s, mid-50s, but it won't be there long before it turns around and gets cold. It's going to be about 29 overnight. And partly sunny, only a high of 40 tomorrow. And again, windy conditions, precipitation still going to be uh, widespread. Some of it in some places probably going to be a little white as it doesn't warm up a whole lot. Friday and Saturday won't get out of the 30s, it doesn't look like. Easter Sunday, only 44. Right now it's 42 in Medford, 46 in Rice Lake, Wausau at 45, Marshfield also at 45. Lacrosse 57, Toma 55, Green Bay 51, 59 down in Madison, Sun Prairie, Milwaukee, the warm spot. There's 65, and down that way, they'll probably be into the 60s today, but uh, we won't get there. Right now, we're 46 degrees in this area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's look at the markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. The cash livestock markets, Jill, but how, where are we on the calf, calf count at uh, Welke Land and Cattle Company? We're still stuck at 46, All but right. I'm okay with that because it's okay to watch them and let them grow for a little bit. That's for sure, and more are on the way. All right, where are the prices? Choice fed beef steers are 134 to 144 and a half with mixed at 110 to 133. Choice fed beef heifers are 122 to 143 with mixed at $1 to 121. Choice fed Holstein steers are 122 to 134 with selects at 97 to 121. Cows are at 60 to 75 with a top of 76 to 113. 
Bulls are 70 to 112. Butcher hogs are 75 to $1. Sows are 70 to 83 with boars at 15 to 33. New crop market lambs are 165 to 215 and feeder lambs are 240 to 410. At the Mercantile Exchange, prices were higher on livestock yesterday. Live cattle for April one thirty nine ninety five up a dollar forty two. June up a dollar and a half at one thirty six thirty. August cattle one thirty seven sixty five up a dollar two. October at one forty four sixty five up seventy five. Feeder cattle for May at one sixty ninety two up a dollar two. August at one seventy three seventy five up forty five. September one seventy seven forty two up thirty cents and October up twenty cents at one seventy nine ninety two. Lane hog carcass contracts. The May contract closed at one twelve twenty five, up three twenty five. June at one eighteen forty seven, up three forty five, and uh, July at one nineteen eighty two, up three forty two. On the board of trade, prices were mixed uh, yesterday. Slow planning, the Ukrainian situation, and uh, some uncertainty in those markets. And overnight, prices were uh, down. July corn down four at seven sixty eight. The oats down fifteen cents at seven fifty three. July wheat down thirteen at ten ninety nine. July soybeans down three cents at sixteen fifty six. And meal down a dollar four hundred and fifty six dollars and seventy cents. And in case you're following the crude oil, not a good sign. Yesterday May crude oil went up six dollars and sixty one cents a barrel, back to one hundred dollars and ninety cents a barrel. Well, cheese prices were unchanged yesterday. Barrels two thirty six and three quarters. Blocks two thirty two. Butter down three quarters. Two seventy seven and a half. Class three mostly lower. April down eleven at twenty four ten. May down twelve at twenty four eighty one. June was up one at twenty four eighty three. July down four at twenty four sixty five. August down twenty one at twenty four thirty five. And that's the way the markets looked this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. For the most part, Mother Nature still not cooperating with getting some early field work done. Let's see what kind of progress we are making, if any, with Brad Matson this morning. Brad is our lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative in central and western Wisconsin. And Brad, you talk to your agronomist and the farmers around the Provision Partners trade area. Any wheels moving yet we can talk about? Well, this week, Bob, we had uh, beginning of the week when we had some nice weather. We got a little, a little bit of oats put into the ground. We got some fertilizer spreaders starting to roll, and uh, it was starting to feel like uh, spring 2022. But uh, that's coming to a screeching halt here again. Now, there's no concern putting oats in this early because in a lot of places the frost just coming out. Those soil temperature still pretty cold. Well, this was, this one was just straight out, so it's not too concerning. Alfalfa, I'd like to see it a little warmer, but generally, if we can get those in early, it always leads to a better better crop. If we we're direct seeding alfalfa, we definitely want to wait on that so we get it up quicker, so we don't have to worry about uh, get as much growth as we can before. Uh, any torrential rain, so we don't have to worry about any type of erosion and stuff. But typically, your early planted oats always seems to you know be the best. It takes a lot of stress that uh, other crops won't won't handle. So uh, I think it's a good thing, Bob. Oh, that's good to hear. Well, let's talk about that because we've still got a lot of things uh, to do before we get full speed into planting. But we should make sure that, uh, you know, things are in order. we got some kind of a, a checklist, so to speak, we should go through as we get further and further along into our spring work? 
you know, we're out soil testing now. We've been doing that for the last couple of days. And got a little hold on that again. But if you're missing any soil tests, I would. this is the year to get that done so you can fine-tune your fertility programs with these prices of fertilizer, making sure that uh, uh, finalizing the program for spraying, all of this sort of thing, getting your seeds in place, getting it kind of lined up so you know what's going to get planted where in that order because when this thing breaks, as late as we're getting, it's going to be uh, fast and furious. As you look at the calendar, here we're April 13th, and you're thinking we're getting late already? Well, we're not getting late, but it's going to, with this weather, you know, we're not able to get some of this earlier tillage done and all that. So it's going to it's going to compress the season, I guess is what I'm referring to. Last year, you know, perhaps we were doing field work, had probably half the field work almost done at this point in time. We had a lot of fertilizer spread those types of things but when this weather pattern finally breaks and it will and uh it's just going to be a very compressed fast and busy season now as we look at that checklist at this point in time are we considering changing activity in a field versus what our earlier initial plans were what what's that checklist all about uh, for instance, we did some soil testing here, and uh, pHs were a little lower than we wanted, so we're probably going to move that from a soybean to a corn. Other ones, we've trying to get an extra lime application in, in that case, on another situation where pHs weren't where we wanted them to be, so um, trying to sneak in an early season at lime application. So just fine-tuning it, because if you were just to put in both of those cases, putting soybeans onto those environments without making some additional corrections, it's going to be, um, you know, 20, 15 to 20 bushel yield decrease on those particular things. Well, with the bean prices we are, that, that's pretty significant in today's world. So those types of things, you know, there's going to be some chemicals that are tight, 2,4-D ester. You know, if you were using that in your burn-down program and beans and stuff, what can we do different now? That product probably is not going to be available to the level that we once had it and stuff like that. So there's a lot of little tiny things that we're going to have to tweak. And, you know, with this situation that we're in, uh, uh, it's going to make it uh, kind of an interesting uh, and a, a great year to become flexible in your plans. Thanks, Brad. Brad Matson with us once again this morning. So, as he said, be flexible because when we're going to be able to go full speed, we don't know yet, but hopefully it'll be soon as we uh, take a look with Brad Agronomist on our Provision Partners Cooperative Program this morning. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got farm news to take a look at this morning, but again, if you're just rolling out weather, not going to be very good the next few days. Today we'll get into the mid-50s, but again, a chance of rain and windy conditions and winds coming from different directions because it's affecting temperatures cooler in the north, warmer in the south. Thomas 55, Eau Claire's 46, so it's uh, making a difference. Highs for tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday only going to be in the 30s. We'll take a look at some farm news, though. Hopefully that's a little bit better. Coming up on WAC. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. 
For that professional landscaping appearance, every time depend on Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agro-maintenance equipment. Chili Implemented Chili is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. From rotary cutters and tillers to cedars, rakes, and blades, you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products at Chili Implement in Chili, 10 miles west of Marshfield on H and south on Y. Land Pride. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 46 degrees out there, and uh, unless you're down in Black River Toma, it's in the 50s down that way. But uh, that's where we're going to get today and then turn it around. Joe, what's going on in the news? Well, President Joe Biden made the ethanol industry happy yesterday during his visit to Iowa. At a Menlo, Iowa ethanol plant, he announced his administration is working to have Full access to gasoline blended with 15% ethanol. In the past few months, E15 has been 15 to 25 cents cheaper than E10 and 60 to 80 cents a gallon cheaper than gas with no ethanol. With the president's mandate, most gas stations would have been forced to stop selling E15 on, on June 1st as a result of an oil industry lawsuit. Also at that Iowa stop yesterday, the president announced the administration will soon send out some COVID-19 emergency relief funds to renewable fuel producers and increase investments in low-carbon sustainable aviation fuel technologies. So the president was in Iowa. Tom Vilsack, Ag Secretary, was not with him. Mr. Vilsack diagnosed positive for COVID-19, so he's in isolation at least for a while. All right, coming up, you're going to be talking to a Dunn County farmer, right? Nope, that's tomorrow. Oh, that's tomorrow. What is today, Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. Oh, we get to well, talk I... to Pam's talking to. All right, a little manure management talk. But again, tomorrow we'll talk about a veterans group. Uh, manure management, that's coming up on WAX. We'll get her all figured out here. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Mother Nature hasn't cooperated a whole lot yet. We've got spring work to do. Bob Bosel at the northern end of the world's longest barn. One of those jobs is spreading some manure before we get in and start planting crops. And boy, I'll tell you, that manure is very valuable, Pam, the way we're looking at the input costs this year. Boy, that is for darn sure. Fabulous farm bay, Pam Yankee, at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But you're right, Bob. I think a lot of folks are frustrated. Really, it doesn't matter where you are in the state of Wisconsin. It seems like some folks have soils that are absolutely saturated with water. Other folks are still facing a little bit of a droughty situation. But... That manure as a nutrient can also help build organic matter, which helps with water holding capacity. Those are all the things that I talked about with Kevin Herb. He's a university extension professional that focuses in on nutrient management. And at this time of the year, he's mighty busy answering questions and trying to give us a gauge on how things are going. Supply management still an issue, especially for those custom operators that are looking for farm equipment. But we start out talking about what we just discussed, weather. And this year... Wisconsin weather, not cooperating. Well, you hit the nail on the head exactly, Pam, and that we're kind of in the same ballpark we've been in for, I think, three of the last four years now. It seems like we're part of the state is sitting here nice and yellow on the drought monitor, and other parts of the state were uh, just wishing for some warm, sunny, windy days so we can actually get back out in the fields again. But that's really wreaking havoc with our manure plans. And for those of us that are sitting in these wetter areas, 
We're just not able to get out into the fields yet at this point without creating ruts, without creating compaction. And, of course, uh, a lot of guys are beginning to look at the calendar and say, yeah, do I really want to delay corn planting at all here by putting manure on fields? But given where fertilizer prices are right now, uh, that's really coming in and playing into the equation quite a bit, too. Well, we were talking about, you know, it is standard where you spread manure on the fields closest to the farm. Uh, you make a very good point about, uh, yes, energy prices are high, but those nutrient values that you were talking about are also pretty high, and making sure that we've got organic matter, regardless of what weather we've got coming up, is kind of a critical key. Right, because what we've seen time and again, Pam, is that the fields that are closest to the barn, <clears throat> and this goes back even if it was 50 cows 25 years ago or if it's 2,000 cows now, the natural tendency is, you know, we're going to, hit those fields that we own. We're going to hit those fields closest to the barn because we want to be efficient with time. We also don't want to spend more money than we need to on fuel and wear and tear on equipment. But given the fact that a 1,000 gallons of liquid dairy manure may have $25 or more in fertilizer value this spring, uh, I've got a lot of folks saying, you know, that even that rented field or that field that's kind of hard to get to sometimes because of where it is, maybe better uh, suited for manure this year for a number of reasons. One is it's got that lower soil test, so it's going to benefit more, particularly from the micronutrients, but also the phosphorus and potassium. But at the same time, the more organic matter we've got in the soil, one, in a drought, the more moisture it's going to hold. But in these wet years, particularly in the clay soils and some of our tighter soils, the more organic matter I have, actually the more quickly water will soak through and actually dry out a little bit on those soils. So there's kind of a benefit on both ends of things, both when it's too wet and too dry, to build up that organic matter, whether it's through cover crops, reduced tillage, or adding organic matter like manure to the field that's going to pay dividends whether it's too wet or too dry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, like we said, uh, we do have to think about the value that is within that manure. Like you said, it's not just about nutrients. In some regards, it's it's almost about some of the moisture that it's bringing in in those drought soils. Do we do we have to think about our rates uh, changing when it's a droughty soil that lived with the drought last year, Kevin, versus some of our soils that might be a little bit more on the, I won't say saturated, but at least not drought? Yeah, once again, it really depends on where you are, Pam. So from what I'm seeing, the really tight clay soils, those that really tend to crack very nicely, uh, very nicely, meaning I can drop a crescent wrench down in a crack in August if I'm not careful. Uh, those soils, um, if we go out there when they're cracked like that, uh, the manure tends to go a little bit deeper in the profile, sometimes out of the root zone. Um, and so, obviously, um, I'd really rather have that manure in the top few inches of the soil <clears throat> where the majority of my crop roots are. Uh, but I look at some of the drier areas of the state right now. That ground is hard, particularly if I've got real watery manure, say, from that far end of the lagoon, uh, first loads off. The risk of running off is a lot higher. And given the value of $25 per 1,000 gallons, I really don't want that to leave and maybe pool in areas of the field that don't need it as much. And so keeping that right where I put it, right on the acre, right on the square foot that I put it, is important. And so injecting that manure, getting the right rate out there, um, we're really not going to add significant soil moisture um, 
to a field, I mean, 27,000 gallons to the acre is roughly an inch of rainfall equivalent. Put that on, I'm going to delay planting, and probably that's too high a rate for my nutrients anyway. I'd rather spread that manure out and cover more acres, so I'm spending less on fertilizer, than dump it all on one field and then have to buy fertilizer for the 40 acres across the road. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Herb's along with us. He is a university extension specialist focused in on nutrient management in this conversation. Let's talk a little bit, Kevin, about the industry as a whole. Uh, we have a lot of farms that still are managing their own manure, but we also have an awful lot of custom operators that are uh, really paying attention to the details, especially as it regards our regulatory lineup. That industry continues to kind of struggle with challenges post pandemic. You talk with uh, custom nutrient applicators, not just in the United States, but Canada. What are you hearing from them? So it's not so much the pandemic, although that plays a factor into it, Pam, but it's the entire labor shortage. When individuals that have that CDL license can get double or in some cases even triple what's typically paid in the ag industry to be doing short distance trucking or over the road trucking, working in specific industries, The entire tight labor market right now has made it hard for both custom applicators but also the firms that are building our manure and farm equipment really to be at full employment. And so I've talked to a number of applicators here in Wisconsin that had equipment parked last fall because they couldn't get employees. I know talking to a couple of the manure equipment manufacturers in the last week both in the U.S. and Canada, that they are anywhere from three, six, even nine months out in some cases from being able to deliver a manure tanker or spreader that you order today. And so what that's done is a couple of things. It's driven up the price, uh, particularly of used manure equipment right now. And you combine that with the fact that a number of farmers have decided to buy their own manure tanker, whereas they used to rely entirely on the custom manure haulers, sometimes buying their own drag line, uh, to be able to put some on hay in summer, take some of that end-of-the-year pressure off of their custom applicator. And it's becoming a real challenge sometimes to get the labor we need and the equipment we need to safely spread manure when we want to. And again, that's Kevin Herb, who's manure management specialist at the university, and it is a challenge on so many fronts to deal with the manure, that very valuable nutrient on our farms. 29 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, Rocky's going to join us next. He's over at Premier Livestock in Withy. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 5.30 in the morning. Let's find out what's going on at the sale barn over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Rocky Olson is with us, and you ready for the weather to change, Rocky? Uh, anytime now. Well, anytime now. It seems like every Wednesday, like, oh, we got weather coming in. I'm like, great. <laughs> well, we do have more weather coming in. We got some going out, the worst of it, but uh, we do have more coming in, and it's not good for the Easter weekend. But in the meantime, business goes on at Premier Livestock. What's been happening so far this week? Uh, thank you, Bob, and good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up so far here at Premier. Uh, fed cattle trading steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers one sixteen to one twenty eight fifty. Uh, selects uh, from a dollar. 
dollar eight to a dollar fifteen fifty. Choice beef steers and heifers one twenty eight to one thirty six. Market cows strong. Uh, many of the average cows from sixty seven to seventy seven. Those high yielding heavyweight cows uh, from seventy eight all the way up to ninety seven on the cows. Market bulls high yielding from ninety five to a dollar thirteen. Lower yielding bulls ninety four and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday a little stronger this week. Uh, high yielding cows from ninety six to a dollar fifteen. Lower yielding ninety. 95 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue with very good demand, mostly from 125 all the way up to 260 per head. Your beef calves 125 to 405. Holstein heifer calves 10 to 40. Today, Wednesday, uh, 9:30 a.m. We have our hay auction. 11 o'clock a.m. We have our dairy cattle auction. We're expecting over 300 head of dairy cattle today. We have four complete dairy herd dispersals. Uh, one herd being a parlor freestall herd. We have three tie stall herds. Uh, we got some Holsteins. We got some Jersey. Cross. We got a few jerseys as well. Uh, we have some excellent, excellent quality tie stall cows today. We have a feature consignment of 24 fresh two and three year old parlor freestall cows. Uh, Going to be all AI sired. They're averaging right at 100 pounds, milking up to 135 pounds of milk. Nice parlor cows there. Uh, we also have a nice run of springing heifers and dry cows. Uh, we also have some Holstein breeding bulls. We got a super sharp Jersey bull uh, that is ready to breed cows. Uh, fancy registered Angus bull for the sale today as well. Full details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com or give us a call with questions 715-229-2500. Online bidding will be available for today's auction through Cattle USA. And that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Well, if you're out and about today, put your cap on lock because we're going to have more wind today. Yep, that's kind of what I'm hearing out there all all night pretty much. Yeah, I guess so. All right, Rocky, we'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Well, what about the weather? What's next? We're going to find out. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out what happened and what's going to happen. Triple Valley Bean bringing us our weather this morning with Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? Well... About supper time, a little bit after supper time last night, it got a little exciting around here for a while. Yeah, you know, I was uh, I was saying how I love the sound of thunderstorms when I'm falling asleep, but <laughs> well, when it starts to your, shake my walls. You should have slept like a rock then, because you got a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, once the, the thunder shook my walls, I went and ran to my laptop and uh, started tracking those storms all night. You know, I'm a meteorologist, kind of. Yeah. Kind of comes with the territory. Yeah, absolutely, but it gets pretty exciting for a while. <laughs> yes, and uh, well, I mean, last night we had uh, plenty of hail, we had plenty of moisture, and uh, we had some winds as well to go along with that. But today is going to be a little bit more on the quiet side. We'll still have some chances for uh, some showers really lasting throughout most of the day today. But our temperatures are going to start off fairly warm in about the low to mid-50s and slowly cool off throughout the day. And later on tonight, actually dipping into about the mid to upper 20s. And uh, some of those showers may transition into a little bit of snow. But later on tonight, that's when we start to see those winds pick up, gusting upwards of 30 miles per hour. Tomorrow's going to be the breeziest day and, uh, well, not very warm, only getting into about the upper 30s. And our wind gusts can get upwards of 40 miles per hour tomorrow. So, again, it's one of those days that you want to hold on to your hats. And then a couple chances of some rain and snow showers going into tomorrow night with our lows dipping into the mid-20s. Things should dry out going into the weekend. Mainly cloudy conditions for Friday with temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. Still somewhat breezy, but then winds calm down for Saturday. Still in the upper 30s, but we'll start to see some partly sunny skies. 
Right now in Eau Claire, though, we're looking at partly cloudy at the moment. A couple uh, drops falling around the area. Temperature of 45 degrees. You were going to, earlier we were looking at low 50s on Saturday and Sunday. You threw that out the window. Well, we have uh, basically an upper-level trough that really wants to hang around and pay us a visit. And, uh, you know, it it loves the Badger State. What can I say? (laughs) Well, I don't blame them. they got so many good things here. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one, Bob. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 as we take a look at our weather on WAC. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930 or visit them at cvbean.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got markets, a whole lot of stuff to get to, almost 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. But we got to get some of our local news. Morgan is in the newsroom this morning. Well, how'd the uh, Boysfield Gold stand in all the rain and thunder and hail last night? The crop is still okay? A little soggy. A little yeah. soggy today on the leaves, I have to tell you. But it was nice to hear that thunder overnight. Those rumbles were welcome. Yeah, it really is. And they say, what do they say? Six months after the first major snow or major storm of the mm-hmm. spring, we get our first frost. So if you want to believe that, that's uh, that's it. But I anyway. think the robin's just happy we're leaving its tail alone for a while <laughs> when it comes to those wives' tails. Right? Boy, I guess so. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> we're going to start with headlines that keep us in our state but have a national connection. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's Milwaukee that's now part of the investigation into yesterday shooting on a New York City subway. Police say the suspect in that shooting, 62-year-old Frank James, is from Milwaukee. No official motive for that, but there are a number of reports that James was posting racist things on social media, and New York City police say at least 10 people were shot. They are all expected to survive. Investigators say he got away after the shooting as of last check, still on the loose. We look to other headlines that bring us closer to our state and shine a light on a moratorium coming to an end for electric companies. XL Energy reminding people that make payment arrangements for power bills before the deadline, which is Friday. This is the first day that utilities in Wisconsin can start that shutoff. For unpaid bills, you can set up payments online, 715newsroom.com for more information. Taking it to the political stage, State Senator Melissa Agard of Madison has authored legislation to legalize recreational marijuana in Wisconsin. She hopes supporters will show up at the Capitol next week for a public hearing on a medical marijuana bill. Public hearing does allow people um, of all opinions to come forward and say what it is that they like or don't like about that legislation and what it is that they would hope would be um, potentially amended with the legislation. The hearing is a week from today, so it would be next Wednesday, and that will be on the bill that would allow limited, tightly regulated use of medical cannabis in the state. The legislature has ended its session, so the bill won't be getting voted on, but Agard notes polling has shown that majority of Wisconsinites think that should be legalized. Well, we look to the wildfire warning. Bob told you a little bit about this earlier today. It's soggy out there now, but that doesn't mean that the DNR is not on top of a fire risk that's very high across the western half of our state. The DNR now banning outdoor burning in 26 counties from Dane to the Mississippi River. The state says crews have responded to over 100 wildfires so far this year, 19 of those coming this week alone. It's those high winds compared with the dry brush that are kind of the biggest fire dangers right now in the state. 
And growing up, did your sibling have a diary that you tried to get your hands on and read? Well, there's a diary from 1938 that now is back with the original family after two decades apart, those pesky brothers. Lisa Kuhlbaugh told WNEP her grandson found the diary after it had been thrown away during a Pennsylvania house cleaning over 20 years ago. She recently decided to track down the owner's family, and with the help of Facebook, she did. Marianne said the diary belonged to her late father-in-law, and she plans to track Treasure it with her daughter and grandchildren. I'm Brian Shook. And you can unlock more headlines anytime, 715newsroom.com. I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. Boy, would I like to read your diary. <laughs> Dear diary, there's this hunky farm guy that just <laughs> won't leave me alone. I'm going to need a bigger shovel to get through everything oh. he dishes out. Well, at least now I know I'm in it. Well, that's page one. Oh, that's yeah. page one. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll see you later. And they lived happily ever after. That's the last page. Oh, wonderful. It's what's in between that counts. (laughs) Yeah, always, right? (laughs) All right, thanks, Morgan. Morgan in the newsroom this morning. More coming up on Wax. 45 degrees right now. Not going to get a whole lot warmer than that. If it does, it won't hold there long. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six in Wax, 45 degrees. Get into the low 50s today, and then it'll turn around, and we're going to be kind of cold for a while. 30s on, well, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, low 40s for Easter Sunday. Jill, more going on. Uh, speaking of Easter Sunday, what else is going on in the news? As we get into Easter week, the demand for eggs goes up. But this year, because of the outbreak of avian influenza and the loss of about 4% of our laying hens, Supplies are being called limited, not short. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said earlier this week that this year's avian flu outbreak is nowhere near as bad as 2014-2015 outbreak when over 50 million chickens and turkeys had to be destroyed. So far this spring, the outbreak has been found in less than 100 operations. In 2014-15, avian influenza was found in 211 poultry farms. The most outbreaks this year have been in Iowa, Minnesota, and South Dakota. Meanwhile, the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization is reporting what consumers already know. Food prices continue to go up. In February and March, those prices were up 13%. Leading the increases were prices for vegetable oil, up 23%. With sugar up 7% and meat increasing about 5%. Some countries were seeing runaway prices as the price of bread in Yemen went up 62% last week, while food price inflation in Lebanon has jumped 483% so far this year. And in Yemen, that's not the price of bread, that's a piece of bread. Piece of bread. Piece of bread has gone up 62%. I can't imagine that. And, uh, you know, this Ukraine situation, uh, supply chain hangups, it's not going to get any better soon. It's a challenge all over the world. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 13 minutes before 6 o'clock, 45 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay from Equity El Tuna. 
Choice beef steers and heifers a dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty three went in extreme top of a dollar forty five. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers a dollar ten to a dollar thirty two. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar twenty to a dollar thirty one. We had an extreme top of a dollar thirty eight and a half. Choice Holstein steers a dollar ten to a dollar nineteen. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers one oh nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from eighty to eighty seven with a top of eighty nine fifty. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty one to seventy nine. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty and down. Organic market on Tuesday, eighty percent of the organic cows sold from eighty five to a dollar four. We had a top of a dollar eight and a half. Bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from eighty four and down. Cull bulls sold from seventy to a dollar with a top of a dollar five. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from seventy to two hundred and thirty dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from seventy dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred to three hundred and thirty dollars per head. We had an extreme top of four hundred and five dollars. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held on April 1st. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar eighty-one. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar eighty. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty-seven. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar fifty-seven. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar fifty. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar twenty-one. Our next special feeder sale here at El Tuna is Friday, April 22nd. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the El Tuna Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in El Tuna. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets from sale barns. The Equity Stratford barn is up next. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. You made it through the heavy weather yesterday, Jerry. Uh, good morning to you, Bob. Yeah, we did. Uh, didn't have the rain gauge out, so I can't give you a rain amount. But uh, I tell you, the little fellow that uh, lives here, that little four-legged guy, he didn't stay up very long this morning. Pretty wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's good. At least he's a, he's a smart little fellow. Hey. How about the markets? What are we doing over at Stratford so far this week? All right, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. And this will be a summary from Tuesday uh, here. At and we'll start out with the dairy auction. And, folks, we had a, a very, very uh, top-quality uh, consignment of cattle yesterday for the uh, dairy auction. And uh, yesterday, and uh, very good prices. We had we had some very good quality cows. Top end of the cows selling yesterday from seventeen fifty up Five and a quarter, a lot of cows yesterday, over $2,000. And, uh, you know, so some of them maybe just a little lesser quality cows. Couldn't really hardly say that because we had top quality all the way through yesterday. But uh, those cows selling from 13 to 17. So just a very good sale on those cows. Springing heifers yesterday, mostly from 1400 to $1,800 per head. A very fancy, just fresh heifer up to twenty four seventy five. So just a very good sale yesterday on those dairy cattle. A lot of good cows, as I mentioned. Now we'll get into the market auction. Yes, we sell organic market cows every Tuesday here in Stratford. Quality high yielding organics from a dollar to a dollar ten. Yielding organic cows mostly ninety and down. On the conventional market cows this week so far. Uh, yesterday, uh, high yielding Holstein cows selling from seventy-seven to eighty-four. We did top this week so far at eighty-nine and a half. Cows this week selling from sixty to seventy-six. Their cows below sixty on the bull trade this week. Quality bulls ninety to one eleven. Half market very strong this week. Good quality bull calves mostly from a hundred up to two sixty-five on Monday. Those beef calves 
hundred to four hundred uh, Monday's auction up to four fifty on those. So we are at Wednesday already. Another busy day coming up here at Stratford today. Um, get underway at ten o'clock this morning with the market auction: cows, fat bull, uh, bulls, hog and goats. This morning, baby calves also. We'll get to those feeder cattle around noon, twelve thirty. Big lineup of feeder cattle today, including a consignment of Holstein heifers. Uh, probably mostly feeding heifers here. They're going to weigh from 900 all the way up to the short-termers. Uh, a big group of those. We've got a consignment of White Parks cattle. Don't see a lot of those. So you folks are looking for some White Parks, we'll have those. And we've got a very good selection of Hereford cattle today. And I guess the feature consignment would be about, uh, there's about these Hereford, Red Angus, Cross Deers. They are uh, vaccinated. Heifers are vaccinated. A lot of feeder cattle sale. To, a lot of feeder cattle for the sale today. Probably about noon, quarter after twelve, when we get to those today. So keep that in mind. Our auction tomorrow does start at uh, uh, eleven o'clock tomorrow for the market auction baby calves tomorrow. So Bob, that's what we have. A busy week continues, and uh, oh, what today don't sound too bad yet. No. Uh, lower the boom tomorrow. Huh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not going to be. Not going to be good weather. That's uh, for what we want in April, that's for sure. You have a good weekend over there, Jerry Fitzgerald, at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And the market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op. On the Board of Trade, mixed yesterday. Slow planning, Ukrainian situation, what's going on with crude oil, all affecting the markets as they were up and down. But overnight, they were down. July corn, down 4 cents, 7.68. The oats down 15 at 7.53. Wheat for July down 13 at 10.99. And soybeans for July down 3 at 16.56. Meal down a dollar at four hundred fifty six dollars and seventy cents a ton. Country elevator prices: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn is at seven oh seven, with soybeans at fifteen ninety eight. Doomer's grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at seven oh three, with soybeans at fifteen ninety. And on our DTN screen, we see corn at Golden Plump today, seven seventeen a bushel at the elevators at Baldwin and Mondovi, six ninety six on the corn, fifteen eighty eight on the beans. Durand has the corn at six ninety one with the beans at fifteen eighty eight. Elmwood six ninety six and fifteen ninety three on the soybeans at Fall Creek six eighty six and fifteen seventy eight. Osseo the corn is seven oh one beans fifteen ninety three. Stevens Point soybeans. 1577. Out at Elk Mound, 703 on the soybeans, 1602 on the beans. Sparta, 710 and 1583. Ellsworth, corn is 678, beans 1565. Ethanol plants, Boyceville corn today, 716. Stanley, 720. New Richmond grain facility, 713. Cheese unchanged yesterday, barrels 236 and three quarters, blocks 232, butter. Down three quarters, two seventy seven and a half. April class three down eleven, closing at twenty four ten. May down twelve at twenty four eighty one. June up a penny at twenty four eighty three. July down four at twenty four sixty five. August down twenty one at twenty four thirty five. Again, chance of uh, some rain today. Windy, windier tomorrow though. As temperatures will get into the low fifties today and then drop off, and we won't see fifties again for a while. 39 tomorrow, 38 on Friday, 39 on Saturday, low 40s on Easter Sunday, high only about 44. It's 45 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.